Think of your need for dopamine like your need for food. If you keep snacking, you're not going to be hungry for proper food anymore. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Aligned Performance Podcast, the podcast helping you to create a life of high performance that is aligned to your heart's purpose so that you can thrive at the highest level and use your power to serve the world. My name is Trang, your host for the show, and wherever you are as you are listening to this, I hope that you are having a fantastic day. And I thank you for tuning into this episode and trusting me to empower and guide you towards leading a higher life. It still baffles me sometimes when I get feedback because I'm just sitting here talking into a microphone in my laptop and I forget that this reaches and touches people out there. Um, So I love hearing your feedback and once again, I really appreciate you being here with me. Now, if you are a high achieving individual, which is likely most of you, otherwise you wouldn't be here, then this episode is going to be very valuable for you because I am talking about, drumroll, ditching cheap dopamine. And if you are someone who strives to achieve mastery in this lifetime, if you desire to be productive, to have deep focus and satisfaction in your life, then you're going to need to ditch cheap dopamine. So let me share with you where this has all started. So I'm recording this now two and a half weeks since being back from Bali. And I've been saying this to everyone, but since I've gotten back, it's like a gear has clicked into place and it's been two and a half weeks of the most intense, fervent state of drive, focus and clarity. It's been insane. I haven't had this much energy and vitality in a long time and like My energy is usually pretty high. So just imagine how high it is at the moment. Now, there's there's a few things and a few different reasons why I am in such a state, like one of them being going away and having a proper break, but also something else that I believe has had a profound impact on my state is restructuring my days specifically my mornings since being back. So now before 12 p.m., I starve myself from any cheap dopamine. So no phone, which means no messages, no social media, no food, no hot shower, none of that. Instead, I've absolutely optimized the fuck out of my mornings. So I get excited now to actually get into a few hours of deep work. I read. I have intensely eye-opening journaling sessions. I exercise. I do my daily public speaking rehearsal, which is dedicated practice towards a skill that I am looking to develop to become elite one day. 
So I've just absolutely ditched anything that will distract me and will give me a cheap dopamine hit. So what do I mean by that? Well, let me explain to you what dopamine is in the first place. So dopamine is a neurotransmitter. Think of it like a molecule in the brain that is released when you are seeking something and then you receive it. It's like the reward center of the brain and it controls your feelings of reward and motivation. So for example, seeking something and then actually receiving it can be you know, feeling the urge to eat and then you eat. So then you get a dopamine hit. It can be feeling the urge to entertain yourself. So then you go and watch TV or feeling the need to have some validation. So you open up social media to check if anyone's messaged you and everyone, if anyone wants you, that gives you some validation and that gives you a dopamine hit. It can be feeling like you want to move and feel good. So you go for an exercise session. It can be wanting to feel satisfied. So then you sit down and do some deep work. Dopamine can come from any of those things. But as you can probably start to recognize, you can derive dopamine from resourceful and progressive methods, as well as some other methods that are not as productive for you. So resourceful ways of deriving dopamine can be exercising, doing work, journaling, meditation, reading, ticking off a checklist. And that's a big one, especially for us high achievers. Like who loves ticking off things off their checklist and who even like does something that wasn't on their checklist. So then they go and write the thing on their checklist after they've already finished it, just so that they can be able to tick it off. (laughs) I do that. It feels good because it gives us a dopamine hit. Now, cheap dopamine hits come from things that are really instant, but we don't really need to do anything to get that. We don't really need to put in effort. We don't really need to earn it. So cheap dopamine hits give us a transient cheap high, essentially. So think of social media, right? Like if you get bored, even for a second, you open up social media and there's something there. You refresh, there's something new there for you to watch or to read. And that's going to give you a cheap dopamine hit because you don't really have to do anything but you feel the urge and need for something. So then when you open up social media, you receive it. Same thing as notifications, you know, receiving messages, receiving emails, eating sugar, fast food, playing video games, watching YouTube, TV, porn, and even sex in some circumstances. We all have the desire to be rewarded with dopamine. It's It's just a physiological and emotional and psychological need, right? We all have the desire to be rewarded in our days and we all desire to have dopamine hits in our days, just like we all have the desire to eat in our days. So it's very similar to the pattern of eating. 
if we save ourselves for main meals, then we enjoy the main meal more, right? We're hungry and then we eat the main meal and then we feel satisfied. We can really immerse ourselves in that meal more where we're actually craving that meal. But if we keep eating scraps of food, if we keep snacking, then we're not going to feel hungry for the main meal anymore. We're not going to crave proper food anymore, right? So people give into cheap dopamine during their days and then wonder why they're no longer motivated to do real work. They've essentially snacked all day. So no wonder they don't want their nourishing bowl of whole foods anymore. They're no longer hungry. They've used up their hunger, essentially. No wonder they're no longer motivated. They've used up their motivation on meaningless tasks. And now they don't have any left to utilize for the work that needs to be done. And I believe we are in an epidemic of distractions, of addiction to cheap dopamine. And it's probably one of the biggest killers of mastery in today's world. Like mastery requires deep focus and immense patience to study a topic or skill over not just days, not just years, but decades. And when people struggle to even sit down and concentrate for 45 minutes, mastery becomes very rare. And this is really problematic because distractions and multitasking, then they're so easy to do in today's world, right? And it's not even just easy to do. I'm going to say it's actually the default mode of operation. It's how, it's how we're expected to work almost or do work, but also make sure that you answer your phone calls. Uh, make sure you also answer emails in a reasonable amount of time. But the brain doesn't work like that. <laughs> the brain, although an incredible organ, I'll give it that, it can't multitask. It can take in billions of bits of information per second, but it can only process dozens at a time. So when someone thinks they're multitasking, they're actually just switching between two tasks or more very quickly. And I mentioned this in the productivity episode a few weeks ago. Every time you switch tasks, there's something that you suffer from called attention residue, where every time you switch tasks, part of your attention and focus gets left on the previous task. So switch tasks enough times and you will lose all of your focus. And that has been proven. Um, Multitasking has been proven to reduce productivity by at least 60% and to actually lower your IQ by at least 10 points, which is insane. So ditching cheap dopamine will absolutely surge your productivity, will give you back immense depth of focus, give you a lot of motivation, like every 
person asking, how do I get more motivated? This is the answer will, of course, give you the opportunity to achieve mastery in the things that you are pursuing and will give you deep satisfaction in yourself. And this is a really big one because I'm going to say most people, if not all, desire to get to the end of the day, get to the end of the week, get into bed and feel that sense of accomplishment, you know, pride and satisfaction within themselves. And that comes from deriving dopamine from tasks that you actually need to do. Think about the satisfaction that you get from achieving a milestone in your career or hitting a PB in your training. Like that feels so deep in your body, right? And that satisfaction is long lasting compared to the satisfaction that you get from opening up your phone, clicking onto your notification and seeing something that you wanted to see. Like that just gives you the most temporary hit and then it can be taken away just as quick as it came when you open up a notification and it's like a hate comment or someone giving you bad news or something. I actually remember times when I used to scroll on social media and I'd get so caught up and addicted to continuing the scroll that I couldn't even like pull myself away to stop. So I would just keep scrolling and it might be like 30 minutes or 60 minutes later. And then I would like feel disgust and hate for myself. But I couldn't stop scrolling. And that's just like, that's just atrocious. You know, having such addiction to this cheap dopamine you have to scroll to that next video to see what it's going to be when at a deeper level, you're so dissatisfied with with yourself. It's just like that deep satisfaction is completely empty. So then you have to seek this very superficial level of satisfaction. So from here, what you do is you've got to break up with cheap dopamine and then train yourself to derive dopamine from the efforts that you put into meaningful progressive tasks, such as exercise, work, study, journaling, meditation, reading, whatever it might be. If you stop eating chips and chocolate and cookies, you'll actually crave your nourishing main meal. You really will. So how do you start? I would recommend dropping one thing at a time. Kind of like starting a diet. It's going to be so much more sustainable if you gradually change your diet and ease into it compared to jumping straight into a fad diet and going extreme and all out from the get-go. So just drop one thing at a time. It might be to stop snacking. That's it. Don't try and stop snacking and and stop social media and stop playing video games all at the same time. You might, your, your thing might be to just stop looking at your phone in the mornings or at nights or during the day when you're working, whatever it is, choose one thing and drop it first. 
then make sure that you put adequate intensity and energy behind this commitment. I really believe that that is a key factor because too many people just casually say to themselves, oh, I should stop that. No, I will stop that. I'll stop it next week. I'll, I'll stop it sometime. But when they just brush it off like that, like it's not going to stick, is it? Instead, put value and priority behind this. So say this new commitment out loud. Maybe you can write it down in your journal or on a whiteboard somewhere where you can see it. Maybe you can tell someone else about it, like make an announcement in your friendship group chat or something so that you can be held accountable. Because as soon as you put it out there, you're essentially putting energy and commitments behind this thing. And then now you have to actually follow through. Set a date and honor this new regime. You should see my whiteboard at home. Like I'm looking at it right now because I'm in my office. I've got a list of different commitments. So for example, for me at the moment, cold showers, intermittent fasting, um, daily public speaking practice. What else have I got? Daily journaling, daily reading. I've got all those things written down on the whiteboard. And then next to those items, I have seven boxes that I've drawn up. Seven boxes for seven days. And then every day that goes by, I tick off one box. And this is, this is going to give me a lot more accountability because I can see it. Is it a visual reminder? And then the high achiever in me, like my ego, doesn't want to break a streak. If I've got three ticks, I don't want to break the streak on the fourth day. I've got to tick off that fourth day. I've got to do whatever I can to do that thing. So putting energy and intensity behind this commitment will help you follow through with it. From there, what you can also do is find something to substitute this thing that you are dropping with. So for example, when smokers quit, what do they usually do? Or what do some of them do? They start smoking e-cigarettes. And that's because they've got this ingrained pattern, this ingrained neural pathway in their brain that they they feel like they, they've got this urge they've just got to do. So if they have an e-cigarette in between their fingers and act out the smoking without actually smoking, it helps them wean out of smoking. So you can do that as well. If you are dropping something that is so ingrained into your wiring and it's something that you do so habitually, then replace it with something else to fill that void. So for example, when I was dropping the habit of scrolling in bed at night, what I did was I had a book right next to my bed so that when I got into bed, instead of picking up my phone and scrolling on my phone, I would then pick up my book and start reading the book. And it was such a simple swap But it worked so well because it's not like I was getting into bed now and I was just sitting there twiddling my thumbs and like feeling the urge to go and get my phone. I had something to do. And as soon as I started to read, I would get into flow state and I wouldn't even miss being on my phone. So replace it with something else. 
ease into it by dropping this habit for part of the day first, maybe. Um, So instead of like not going on your phone all day, that might be a little bit too big of a jump. And then you end up kind of breaking this regime. So maybe just start with not checking your phone or not going on social media for the first two hours of the day. Maybe that's all it needs to be. And that's actually going to be really tough for quite a few people. Like I've heard stories of people having to lock their phone in their car so that they don't check it in the morning. Like for me, I remove the temptation of some of these um, cheap dopamine hits quite drastically because like I've just got to remove the temptation. It's kind of like if someone is trying to quit smoking, it would be pretty dumb for them to have a packet of cigarettes in their pocket and a lighter everywhere they go. Or if someone is diabetic and they they need to stop eating sugar, it'd be pretty silly of them to keep sugar in their pantry or in their fridge, right? Like, yeah, it's important that you've got to train your muscle of discipline and, and all of that, but just remove the temptation to make it easier for yourself. So maybe you need to lock your phone in your car. <laughs> maybe you need to put your phone on the other side of the room in your bedroom. So not have it on your bedside table which is, by the way, something that you should do anyway because why would you need your phone next to your bedside table um, or the EMF and all the temptation? You just don't need it at that time of the night. <laughs> Turn off notifications. And I'm talking about pop-up notifications. Like this is something that I've done for years and I will never look back. The whole pop-up notification thing just never should have been invented. It's not necessary. And just so you know, I run a business of serving customers. My entire business is based off social media. So if I don't have pop-up notifications, you don't need to either. Same as having the the social media apps on your phone even. Um, I don't have any social media apps on my phone at all. So Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, uh, what else? (laughs) Like Twitter. Yeah, none of that is on my phone. I use it instead on my iPad which stays in my office or I just use it on my desktop computer. And I just check all of that once or twice a day and then I'm set, right? And then you can do the same as well. So remove temptations and don't start at all. What I mean by that is like if you sit down to start playing video games or to go on TikTok or Instagram telling yourself that you'll just do two minutes of scrolling or whatever, you know how that's going to turn out. (laughs) You know how that's going to turn out. So just don't start at all. It's so much easier. It's kind of like, you know, using smokers again. It's like, what would be easier to just not smoke the cigarette at all versus allowing yourself two puffs and then, you know, and then throwing out the cigarette. It's just like, why put yourself through that pain? Something else you can do is batch your tasks and do your messages and your emails just once or twice daily. Like I said, that's what I do. Um, If I can do it, you can too. Unless like there's an emergency, most people will be just fine if you reply four hours later versus straight away. (laughs) And here's the last thing that will help you ditch cheap dopamine. You don't have to go cold turkey. 
Like you don't have to ditch all of this completely. But ditch it at least in the morning. For me, there's a reason why I'm starving myself of this cheap dopamine before midday, but not the rest of the day. Like I'm still checking messages and all of that after midday. I'm still eating. I have to, right? But the morning is when I'm starving myself of this cheap dopamine. And if you're going to start for part of the day, make it the morning rather than the night. Because in the morning, after a full night's sleep, your brain is at its most pure. It is most alert. It is most creative. Your emotions are most regulated. You haven't been as contaminated from external circumstances as you would later in the day. So use that time of the day and squeeze as much as possible out of your brain at that time of the day. Like that time of the day is so sacred. So get in all of your exercise and your work and your reading and your journaling and meditation at that time of the day in the morning. And then once it's done, allow yourself to do whatever you want to do afterwards. It's like with dessert. I love dessert. I love ice cream. I love chocolate. I don't not have that stuff ever. I just make sure that I have my main meal first and I get in my nutrients first. And then only once I've had my nutrients, my vitamins, my minerals, my vegetables, my fruits and my whole grains, all of that, my proteins, then if I'm still hungry, I'll have my dessert. And sometimes I'm still hungry and I have dessert. Other times, not hungry, don't have dessert. And you'll find it's the same for all of these things. Once you get your dopamine from the tasks that you do need to do, that gives you deep satisfaction, you may or may not crave cheap dopamine anymore. So still allow yourself some flexibility, but the morning is the most sacred time of the day to control yourself from giving into this cheap dopamine. Now, before I wrap up this episode, I did get a great question from Instagram, one that I haven't already answered throughout this episode. And that question was around initial symptoms after someone ditches cheap dopamine. And I thought this was great because, yeah, there's going to be some withdrawal effects. Like there's going to be some withdrawal symptoms. People have that when they stop smoking, when they stop drinking coffee, when they stop anything that they are addicted to. What you'll likely feel initially when you ditch cheap dopamine is an underlying hum of a bit of anxiety. Like this underlying feeling that you want to check something. You know, you're so reliant on checking the thing and giving yourself that cheap dopamine hit that you will feel like you need it. So you will feel that at the start. You'll feel like, oh, where's my phone to pick up, to check it? Where's the food to put into my mouth to snack, right? But over time, you will retrain yourself and you will start to adapt. Humans adapt very, very well. And instead of feeling that hum of anxiety, 
you actually start to feel peace instead. You really will. And you feel so empowered as you step into full personal agency and strength in who you are that you do not need to rely on anything to get you through the day. All right, that's it, guys, at the end of this episode. I hope that this has been valuable for you. I hope that this has been very practical. And I promise if you implement this, if you ditch cheap dopamine and make this your normal standard for living, you will elevate yourself to the top 1% of the whole world. Guaranteed. Okay, thank you for listening to the end of another episode. I appreciate you so, so much. Enjoy your day. I'll catch you soon.